Blog Talk Radio. What, do you think we weren't going to make it, Matt? Come on. Matt's nice. Sure. FederalBaseball.com. <laughs> this is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I got Matt Wyrick on the line coming to you after the Nationals drop a 5-3 decision to the New York Mets. Second straight loss to New York. Rough night in the nation's capital. We'll talk about some of the uh, extracurricular activities in the game beforehand, but start with Steven Strasburg. Comes off the paternity list. Hasn't pitched since uh, April 20th. He's gotten seven innings in each of his four starts before today, 2.89 ERA, 2.15 FIP, seven walks, 29 Ks in 28 innings, four scoreless on 53 today, two hits allowed, a single double uh, start the fifth, uh, run scores on a ground out, one-to-one at that point, uh, 3-1 fastball to Michael Conforto crushed for a two-out, two-run home run, belt high inside. Uh, Conforto just continues to plague the Nationals. Uh, Strasburg ends up going uh, – seven innings for the fifth time in five starts. One of those one bad pitch outings, you could say, because Conforto got him there. That blast really caught them. Uh, his fifth home run of the year put the Mets up 3-1 to one at that point. The Nats rallied, got within 3-2 on a Ryan Zimmerman single. Conforto homered again off of Eni Romero this time. Hit like a high 90s fastball out the other way. Right off of Strasburg, one to left off of uh, Eni Romero. It just continues to... Uh, Dusty Baker even said he continues to trouble them and they can't seem to keep the ball in the park. But a solid start from Strasburg. Uh, not a lot in the way of support when he was on the mound, but coming off a long layoff, uh, pretty much what you'd expect from him, another good start in a series of good starts to start the season. Yeah, I didn't think his fastball was actually on point today. It was hitting 97 up there, but a little bit hittable. Um, I mean, major league hitters can hit 97. You saw Conforto do just that. Um, he looked pretty strong out there in the seventh inning, though, as he came back, uh, had a pretty good inning there after giving up those three runs in the sixth. And I was kind of surprised, frankly, that Dusty didn't send him out to the eighth as he was only at 94 pitches and something that typically Dusty's not afraid to send his starter out there for the extra inning. But I guess he didn't like the hard contact there at the end of the inning when uh, Worth made that diving catch. I guess he decided Romero would be a better option. But, of course, have the bullpen. He's given up Homer, him, and uh, Kelly disappointing to say the least. I mean, Romero, he's been so up and down this season. You're just really not sure what to expect out of him, even though he does hit triple digits. And then Kelly had seemed like he was starting to turn things around. He has that ninth inning role, at least locked down, as locked down as you can be in this bullpen. Um, but unfortunately, gets those first two guys, gives up the homer, and it's too much for the Nats to overcome. And fifth home run allowed in 10 innings pitch for Sean Kelly, who gave up nine in 58 innings last year. So, I hope that he can turn that around and keep the ball in the yard. Uh, any Romero, and when you hit a 99-mile-an-hour fastball out the other way, I guess you got to do the proverbial tip of your cap to the hitter who does that. But he has uh, shown a propensity to give him up so far this season, too. So the bullpen continues to struggle. Uh, bats didn't do all that much against Zach Wheeler either. Uh, he only lasted four and two-thirds. Uh, second time they faced him in a week, four hits, two walks, four and runs in seven innings last weekend in City Field. Uh, took a loss in the matchup with Scherzer in the finale. Michael A. Taylor doubles, RBI single by Zimmerman on a 2-0 change, puts the Nats up one nothing early. Uh, Wheeler worked out of a two-on, no-out, bases loaded, jam in the third. RBI single by Zimmerman again in the fifth, ends his night. Uh, Ends up going four and two-thirds, five hits, two runs, just one earned, four walks, which isn't good, but four Ks, four, seven, eight ERA. I think we discussed this last time he pitched, too. It's good to see him back healthy on the mound there. Uh, he put together a solid outing, even though he wasn't out there on the mound too long, 96 pitches and four and two-thirds. Yeah, the uh, lineup really didn't pull its weight today. I mean, it really was just the Michael Taylor and Ryan Thurman show. Each had three hits, which 
course, I trash Michael Taylor on Twitter, and he comes in and gets three hits right off the bat. But, I mean, those three hits only raise his batting average to 192 on the year. So he's still got a little bit more proving to do moving forward. That Eaton injury is definitely going to hurt them. So hopefully he can step up and maybe they get something out of Rafael Batista if he gets a start here and there. Um, but overall, the lineup was disappointing, especially Murphy on. I mean, Murphy over three, Rendon over three. Worth got that one hit and then tried to steal second, of course, got erased on that wild play that I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. Um, overall, three runs against a starter you faced in two weeks isn't even isn't really respectable at all. And I was pretty disappointed with the way the bats came out today. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, interesting non-interference call in a second, but I did want to talk about the uh, Adam Eaton injury. We weren't on last night, so we didn't get to discuss that. Called a knee sprain in the announcement this morning, uh, put on the 10-day DL, but they're still waiting for the results of the MRI. Even after the game today, they still hadn't gotten them, so probably won't hear until after the game tomorrow, if anything, since Dusty Baker doesn't meet with reporters before games on Sundays. So uh, Rafael Bautista called, called up. Uh, Dusty Baker said before the game that he thinks Michael A. Taylor is going to get the first opportunity to take the job in center while Eaton's not here. He also had some interesting things to say about Michael A. Taylor, too, who said that he's going to get a few, one one, uh, one opportunity, one more opportunity or two, uh, but you got to realize that it could take a while to get your timing, get everything together. Says we're playing against some good pitchers, so he's not going to judge them start to start, basically, because they're facing Cindergaard uh, tomorrow, Taiwan Walker after that, Robbie Ray and Zach Greinke in the series with the D-backs. But he said he told them uh, – I told him this morning he's been very blessed to keep getting these opportunities because you've got to capitalize on, on them because this is a lifetime of opportunity for him. Uh, 2015, he got a lot of playing time when Jason Worth was out. Last year, he got the whole first month of the season to try to do something when Ben Revere was sidelined with an oblique injury. Uh, better in 15 than he was last year. Really struggled to the point where he ended up putting uh, Trey Turner out there in center. But Michael A. Taylor getting another opportunity here. He's got a young Rafael Bautista breathing down his neck now. If he struggles at the plate, got three hits today. But uh, what do you think the Nationals do going forward? How, how long do you think Michael A. Taylor is going to get uh, eaten on the 10-day DL? I, I don't know what to make of that since they don't have the results of the MRI yet. But uh, Michael A. Taylor getting another opportunity here to try to do something at the major league level. Yeah, I mean, uh, frankly, I was pretty surprised that Dusty put him in at the number two spot. I expected Rendon or someone else up there. It didn't really seem like he's been hitting well enough to warrant that, but comes in here, gets three hits. you got to applaud him for that. Um, with Note on Eaton, though, uh, they, do, they did say that it was a strain uh, or a sprain, sorry, instead of a strain, um, which usually is bodes better for when you get the MRI. Um, which means it wouldn't be a ligament damage. So hopefully that's the good news for him and the Nats get him back quicker than they thought. But, I mean, you look at this team and it's very top-heavy talent. That's what they've been saying over – or all the media has been saying over the entire offseason is that you've got the starters, but any injuries are going to hurt them, and this one definitely does. They don't really have any outfield depth. I mean, they've got Michael Taylor, they've got Adam Lind, but beyond that, it's Chris Heisey, uh, Rafael Batista, and guys like Andrew Stevenson who probably isn't ready yet. So – um, hopefully Taylor can step up. I don't think I wouldn't expect the leash to be very long on him with the way he's been hitting this year and the way he hit last year. I can't see how Dusty would have that great impression of him uh, as a hitter, but he seems to like him a lot and has been slotting him in there game after game. The same with Espinosa last year. He just kind of picks his favorites, I feel like, and sticks with him. So hopefully Taylor can turn things around, and if he doesn't, then Dusty at least pulls him with before it gets too late. Yeah, judging by some of the stuff he said about Michael A. Taylor, I, I think Dusty's uh, patience might be close to up with him. 
professionally, and uh, he clearly likes him, thinks he's talented. Uh, he talked this morning about how we all saw what he could do uh, when he first came up. He put together a really good stretch. Uh, didn't exactly hit for average, but the power was there, and you saw signs of what he can do when he's good. But it looked like the league figured out it pretty quick, and he hasn't seemed to adjust back to that yet. So there's some real talk from Dusty today about how this is, you know, one of many opportunities, and you're not going to keep getting them if you don't mm. produce. So it'll be interesting to see how long he sticks with them. Uh, uh, going back to that fourth inning, the call with Worth that we mentioned, a very odd play there. Uh, Jason Worth walks to start the inning. Uh, Jose Lobatone strikes out swinging with Worth running. Uh, beats the throw to the, the bag. The ball gets by second base. Worth uh, collides with Esdrubal Cabrera trying to get up and move away from the base. I think it was Cabrera. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Walker mm-hmm, recovered it, it afterwards. But but uh, Angel Hernandez seemingly pointed out interference there. Uh, later said there are two kinds of interference, and that wasn't the one that gets you a free base. It looked like Jason Worth thought that since there was an interference call, he was just going to go to third. Uh, there's no way he was getting there any other way. So that's all I can assume with Worth until I see his post-game comments. But no interference call Worth easily thrown out at third base. Uh, Dusty Baker with an interesting quote after the game. Uh, <clears throat> asked what Angel Hernandez said to him about the call. He said, I saw him point obstruction, and then he gave me some jive explanation that really didn't make sense to me. So apparently they didn't do a good job of explaining whatever the call was. But what what'd you make of that whole mess out there at second base? Well, I'm not one that's really quick to defend Angel Hernandez, but from what I saw on the TV review, I mean, he was he pointed at the uh, Cabrera, yes, but Worth wasn't looking at him at the time, and he made a break for second without looking up, uh, or to third, sorry, without looking up after the collision. So if he said something, I can understand how Worth would be confused. But at the same time, I mean, after that collision, why wouldn't he just go back to second? Because if he is going to be awarded third base, there's no reason to run right there, and that was – already would have made for a questionable decision anyway. So I felt like while a lot of that blame can definitely be placed on Hernandez, just as much should be on work because he, he, that was not a heads up play by him. He's normally a smart base runner and I give him a lot of credit for that, but just overall, you got to use your head there. And he really wasn't. Yeah. The only explanation I could think of is that he just thought he was going to get the bag either way. So it didn't matter, but I agree in that case, you just stand on second and take the base once the play is dead. But didn't was out there one out later Strasburg ends the inning there so potential rally thwarted there but uh Ryan Zimmerman another big game singles in a run in the uh, the fifth uh, first inning again in the fifth comes up with a big home run late off Addison Reed just absolutely crushed the ball the center left center field the 11th home run of the year just continues to swing a hot bat Uh, just I don't know a lot of fans in the nation's capital I should say uh sort of lost faith in Zimmerman last year. Dusty Baker said that uh, after the game that he didn't really have any expectation other than that he couldn't be as bad as he was last year or this year. But what a month for Ryan Zimmerman, 11 home runs on the month and, uh, so far this season. Just really impressive and absolutely crushed that ball today. Yeah, I mean, the race for NL Player of the Month, man, it's just going to be definitely between Harper and Zimmerman. The guys between them two and Murphy have just been going back and forth with a lead in Team RBIs, I think, Zimmerman's at 26 or 27 now, so yeah, 27. He, they've all three of them have just been swinging such a hot bat. Even though Harper and Murphy went 0 for today, Har- Zimmerman. I mean, the whole launch angle and stuff and everything. He worked with Murphy over the offseason. Clearly, it's panned out, and he's put together one of the best single months in his career. So 11 home runs after he uh, barely even got 15 last year. It's it's definitely good to see. And that monster. Oh my, wow! 470 feet ties Machado for the longest of the year. 
that was a bomb, no doubt, right off the bat. As I, if uh, Eric Thames can say, stay healthy and stay on the field, he might have something to say about the Player of the Month award there at the numbers he's putting up. But uh, all, all of the Nationals that you mentioned have been extremely impressive to start this season. I, I think losing Eaton's a real blow to this team, but hopefully they can recover from that. Uh, I assume you were watching the game on the television and not here in the park because uh, you were able mm-hmm. to do our post game as quickly as you were. But I don't know how much of it they picked up on the mics, uh, the seven uh, seven train army, as they're called, which seems like a bunch yeah. of grade school hooligans following a football club. Uh, they really, really did fill up the left field seats there, loud and boisterous the whole game. Uh, as much as I'm sure it's annoying for fans out there, I do like the kind of atmosphere that sort of enthusiasm creates in the park. It kind of brings some life to the home team fans, too, and gets them riled up and going against them, but really large contingent out there loud throughout the game, except when the Mets were kind of struggling in the middle innings there. But uh, what's your take on that whole invading army thing that they're doing and what that brings to a ball club? I mean, as someone, yeah, as someone who's not exactly rooting for the Mets, uh, not something you, I'd be ticked off if I were an ass fan at the park and just be louder, which I mean, creates for a good atmosphere too. You got to respect it. Mets fans have always traveled well, New York fans in general. um, They, no matter what park you're in, there's going to be some there. Um, but you definitely could hear them. I heard the we can't hear you chant right at the end uh, there. <laughs> I, I definitely, I'm sure, made some Nats fans not too happy. But, I mean, their team was winning. Um, Zimmerman's home run did go right into the heart of the pack there. So that was kind of funny to see all of them. But at the same time, Nats fans shouldn't be too happy about it and maybe have a chip on their shoulder and go to some of the away games because this is a good team. And uh, following them around wouldn't hurt them at all either. Drop two straight to the Mets. Uh, Syndergaard versus Joe Roth tomorrow. You hope to get a little bit better start from Joe Roth. Dusty Baker uh, expressed some concern about him, talking about Jacob Turner at the same time and uh, Roth's durability and what they're getting from him so far. I wasn't concerned about the velocity drop. Some people noted last time because it was kind of poor conditions out there in Colorado, but we'll see if he can turn around. The Nationals can avoid a sweep. 135 starts, Syndergaard versus Roth. Matt's Nightly, sponsored by federalbaseball.com. Thanks for joining me again, Matt, and we'll talk to you hopefully after tomorrow's games. Yes, sir. Talk to you tomorrow. Talk out says go Nats.